Real estate holdings are often your largest asset and investment. And as anyone who has purchased a house or rented an apartment will know, the decision of where to call home is one of the most significant and stressful decisions you will ever make. All of which is to say that real estate brokers play a strikingly important role in the lives of countless people worldwide, comprising an immensely diverse community of some 2 million active agents in the US alone. Robert Refkin, the founder and CEO of the real estate startup Compass, is on a mission to empower this massive workforce and is disrupting the multi-trillion dollar real estate industry in the process. Running on a purpose-driven mission to help everyone find their place in the world, Compass has raised over $250 million at a $1 billion valuation since their launch in 2013. Refkin joins the Ivy Podcast to discuss his journey to found Compass and how his company combines innovative software with great agents to reduce the friction often associated with buying and selling real estate. Refkin also cues us in on the evolution of the industry, how to run a people-focused venture, and the keys to Compass's growth. He's joined by Compass agents Howard Spiegelman and Laura Hirschman, experts from the company's Spiegelman-Rothman team, which was referred to as one of the top real estate teams in New York by the Wall Street Journal, and has garnered over $600 million in closed transactions. Please enjoy our conversation with Robert Refkin and the Compass team. You're listening to the Ivy Podcast by Ivy, the social university. We are the grad school for life, and our mission is to spark world-changing collaborations by introducing you to the most inspiring people, ideas, and experiences in the world. For more information about the Ivy community and to find out about events happening near you, visit ivy.com and email us at membership at ivy.com. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We're here with Robert Refkin, the CEO and founder of Compass. Robert, thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, so you have built this incredible organization with such a purposeful mission that's been growing so fast. Before we dive into the story of Compass, I'd really love to hear actually your story. What got you here? What was the journey growing up as a kid that actually got you to found such an amazing company? Yeah, yeah, thank you. Well, look, I'm, I'm originally from uh, San Francisco. Uh, I went to college here in New York at Columbia, then worked at McKinsey, went back to Columbia Business School, worked in Wall Street uh, at Goldman Sachs and worked in the White House as a White House fellow. Uh, a lot of my underlying motivation is driven by uh, a desire to be a part of community. Uh, when I was in young, it was just me and my mom. Uh, she was disowned by her parents, and so and my father, um, you know, left when I was young. And so uh, I was always searching to be part of communities that were, you know, bigger than just me and my mom. And I went through seven different nonprofits as a student, where they effectively gave me extended families. Uh, and I moved to New York City because it's the most diverse city in the world, a city that accepts anybody, right, and where anyone can realize their aspirations regardless of their background. Uh, and and then worked in Wall Street because I thought there was unlimited opportunity there and worked in the White House to see if you can have an impact in a much, much larger way. But I think, you know, the, you know, what I'm trying to share is that, you know, my motivation is to be a part of community and to have an impact on community. 
Yeah, incredible. Um, very similar to our mission here at Ivy. We want to spark collaborations. We want to unlock people's potential. You've had, I mean, you've everywhere from Wall Street to the White House. And then you answered the space, the real estate space, that for the outside observer seems like one of the most competitive industries ever. And you somehow created this incredible company. How did that come about? What do you think enabled you to do that? Yeah, so at Compass, you know, we're a technology-powered real estate brokerage. We have 2,000 agents across the country, 30 different offices, and we're number one to number five in every market that we serve. Uh, we combine great technology with great real estate agents, and we're very selective on the, the types of agents that we hire. Uh, everyone has to be likable, collaborative, experienced, fully committed. And then the technology, we have a team of 80 people on the product engineering team that are building tools that make agents even better. Um, and so so the, the driver behind coming here uh, was that I, I met my co-founder, Ori Alone, who had sold one company to Google and, and another company that he created, he sold to Twitter. And I was at Goldman at the time and I said, how about we come together and let's solve a problem using software, using technology. Let's find a big, big industry. So real estate is a $217 trillion industry of, of the amount of real estate in the world that's trading hands back and forth all the time. It's really, really meaningful because it's not just a home, it's your neighborhood, it's your community, it's where you, where you belong. Uh, and uh, it's usually the biggest asset that the average person has in their life. But the difference between how good it could be and where we are right now is a huge gap. And so we said, let's choose real estate for those reasons. And we, at first, we didn't know at all what we were doing, we, but we pivoted over time uh, to really realize that the agent is likely the largest underserved customer base in the country. There are 2 million agents today in the country. They're all entrepreneurs. Uh, they are all people that they don't make salary because they believe in themselves enough so they, they believe their creativity, their talent, their hard work will help them realize their aspirations. Likely the most diverse you know, community uh, of professionals. These are people that are on, um, disproportionately women, disproportionately gay, disproportionately immigrant, disproportionately people that um, that come from their their local communities. Like you, you can have tattoos and a mohawk and be an agent because there are communities that are full of tattoos and mohawks. And so it accepts everyone. It's an industry that lets people like my mom, who is an agent, uh, be 72 years old and feel like she has a place that makes her feel valued every day. So I love agents. <laughs> because they're entrepreneurs, which means they're optimists. They're people that knock on 10 doors, it's getting to no to all 10 and go to the 11th. And they're people that like, like the Ivy stakeholder base that always want to get better because that's what entrepreneurs do. They want to get better. And so, you know, again, long way of saying that although real estate is different than the things I did in the past, it's very consistent with my underlying motivation of being a part of a huge community, again, two million agents um, that are positive, that want to get better every single day, and to do my part to help them do that. Incredible. I want to really focus on one thing. So on the one hand, you think of, okay, it's a startup real estate company, software focused, using technology you know, to differentiate. But at the same time, it seems just as important, perhaps even more important, is your focus on the people. Uh, not just your team and the mission you have for your company, but also the way you're looking to serve these agents. So when a lot of people are talking about, well, aren't machines on the internet just going to replace you know, so many jobs, especially maybe brokers, there's that perception. Whereas what you're saying is by empowering them actually is the best way to 
grow in the real estate market of the future. Can you dive in a bit more into that, like balancing the tech improvements with also improving how people are treated and empowered? Yeah, no, absolutely. So uh, agents are our customer. Again, these are small entrepreneurs. They're all CEOs of their own companies. Uh, they have people that you know, they, they often are working teams and they have 10 people on their team. So they're literally a small business owner. Uh, what we're doing is we're building software to empower them, to make them better, uh, to bring simplicity to their life, to bring time to their life. Let me ask you, know, you a, a hypothetical question. If you were an agent and you worked with 2,000 people in the past, um, who do, how do you know who to call today? Like, how do you know, right? Because well, software can tell you, hey, you have a client um, that you sold a home to three years ago and the price per foot in that neighborhood is doubled. Maybe you should call them and congratulate them and let them know if they want a valuation on their home. There's so many things that an agent has to do. The job's way too big. So there's 270 software providers for agents. Uh, the average agent has is logging into 13 different tools every day. No tools work on mobile because a mobile app can't connect to 13 different logins. And so we're trying to bring simplicity to their lives. And you know, like you mentioned, technology is half of it, but the other half is culture. It's being incredibly uh, focused and selective. And this is an industry that on balance hires anyone that looks at agents like dividend checks. Uh, just, oh, you're an agent, come work at my brokerage because I'm going to make 25% of everything that you make. Um, the If you're not selective, you can't be a great company. There's not an institution in the world that's great that isn't selective. Think about any school, right? Any, any great company. And so where we really focus on culture and we do a great deal to protect it. Uh, and so every agent that we hire has to be referred by our agents uh, to make sure that we're building a real community. Okay, let's really deconstruct a little bit how Compass works for those who are not as familiar. So agents, uh, based on what you're saying, are at the center of this. Um, and then they have their respective client bases. So how does it really work? So if an agent is interested in working with you, what's the process? Yeah, so if the agent's interested in working at Compass, they would usually talk to an agent they know at Compass and ask if they can introduce them to our strategic growth team. Uh, and then the strategic growth team would call the agent, they would meet uh, in the office, they would walk through all of the technology that we're building, all the marketing tools that, we're, that we have, and, uh, and then the agents would come on. And 60% of the agents that we meet with uh, end up coming to Compass. Okay, and in terms of the consumer experience, so the people working with those agents, are you looking for them to find you directly as well as Compass? And Sign them agents, or do you just no? We're all, you got. I think life's about focus and clarity, um, and so focus is our customer is the agent. Happy, you know, wife, happy life, happy agent, happy customer, and so there's. Think about it this way. If all of our agents were unhappy, I promise you none of their clients are going to be happy. If all our agents are really happy because they have the right tools and the right culture, uh, I promise you their clients are going to be you know, very happy. And so we, we're impacting the consumer by elevating what an agent is in real estate. If we're successful, 
five years, 10 years from now, people are going to be graduating the best colleges in the country and saying, I want to be an agent. Because of all those things I said before, you, you, have, you have the flexibility to be the kind of parent you want to be, whether it's a you know, father or mother, um, because you own your own schedule. You're, you're your own CEO, you're creative, you're a marketer, you're helping people with the most important transaction in, in, their, in the average person's life. I mean, this really matters. Uh, and we're, gonna do, we're doing a lot to elevate um, what it is to be an agent. Okay, perfect. This is a great segue to actually introduce two of your colleagues who are here, Howard and Laura. So would love to hear from your perspective uh, what differentiates Compass compared to our prior experiences and also with the vision of where it's going. Almost three years ago, I met with Robert and that was it. Just as you got, you know, his compassion and the culture that he believes in and everything that I didn't have where I was. Um, I pretty much didn't tell him that, but I was mm-hmm. after the first meeting. I went back to the other team members and said, we're leaving. And they're like, what? I was like, you don't understand. If, if half of what <laughs> I felt in that meeting comes to fruition, we're going to just be bigger, better, and happier. And I would say that being an early adapter was one of the best decisions I ever did in my life because it's made my life easier. So, you know, what I tell people I see walking in the building that I know is that long and short of it is that you'll get 30% more time to either make more money or enjoy your life. And how you choose to use that is really what is the draw to this company is that they're all about us. Where we came from, they were about themselves in the bottom line. And it's very obvious when you work here that they're listening whereas the frustration where we came from was that everyone just naysayed everything that you said and we're entrepreneurs that's really what we do is we have great ideas and we implement them the beauty here is that we have the technology to really implement them in a very quick fashion and it's been an unbelievable ride I can't wait to see where it takes us in the next five years amazing thank you for sharing what about you Laura? So for me, um, it was a little bit of a different story, you know, touching on Robert's point that Compass really does attract the best and the brightest. I mean, I went through a really funny journey myself. I forever thought I would be a lawyer. I went into law school thinking I would be a corporate litigator and came out knowing that I wanted to work in real estate. Um, You know, after working as a real estate attorney, for me to make that jump uh, from a salary position where I knew I had almost a direct ladder to climb into the life of a broker which is, you know, that of an entrepreneur, I knew two things. I knew that one, I wouldn't make that move unless I felt that it was in an environment that gave me absolutely the, you know, all of the support I would need to do that, the tools I would need, the resources, and more importantly, a place where I could make an impact. What I felt was lacking for me as an attorney was I didn't feel like I was really using my passions and my talents to have any kind of meaning or impact or doing something good. And when I came to Compass, I finally had a mission. So I really connected to that and it really, you know, having a floor of engineers and marketing is incredible. We literally give feedback to them. We'll say, you know, what if we could search for this type of property and narrow it down like this and then it would sort like that. And like two months later, it's built in in the tool. It's really an incredible um, opportunity to build for us. 
Okay, um, what do you see as the future? So you both come from different places, now you've experienced Compass. How do you think the industry is going to evolve when there's a company like this? Uh, unfortunately, and fortunately for us, I don't think they'll do anything because they're so stuck in what they're doing. And not to talk bad about them, but they don't see the light because they don't get it. That's why anyone that sees the light comes here. And we have the top probably 5% brokers in every marketplace because we get it. I think if there's going to have to be a, a, a major financial, like where they're going to finally wake up and say, you know what, we have to go and do this and it's going to be too late. I think we're, you know, we're just going to hopscotch everybody because they're just so stuck in their ways personally. Uh, I actually think that, at least on the consumer side, the industry is definitely changing through Compass. Um, you know, I can't speak to the rest of the other brokerage firms and their models, but I can see that um, with clients I engage with, especially with clients that are first-time home buyers, much like the Ivy community, um, they love the technology. Like, they get collections, they get our apps, and it makes life really great. Like, it's just an easy process, and I'm getting so much collaboration that I feel like I wouldn't get if I was just sending them like street easy links or random search sites and it really makes um, our lives easier and makes it a better process. I really get to understand what their goals are in a different way and we're able to build relationships and connect through these tools which you might think like an app wouldn't really spur that but it kind of really does and it's, it's really unique. I think that that's kind of a wave of the future that we'll see adapted more because all of the younger generations is they're the ones who are becoming people that are going to be purchasing property and needing to buy homes as they they evolve and build their lives, they're the ones engaging um, in resources that we're building. Amazing. Um, it's, it's very interesting because, um, you know, usually the perception people have of uh, agents in real estate are, you know, they're kind of out on their own, just looking to close as much as possible. But here I'm sensing from all of you, there's such a strong sense of teamwork, uh, human focus, everything that you're doing and so much passion. So I want to really now focus on the future. You've had tremendous growth. I can see why. Uh, in many ways on the surface, but can you just kind of summarize like what were the key milestones today real quick and then how you project your growth going forward? Yeah, so I'd say the key milestones are we've raised uh, four rounds in total of $250 million. The most recent round was a valued at a billion dollar valuation. Um, so that's, those are kind of financial fundraising um, uh, milestones. I think in terms of revenue, we had our first sale uh, three years ago. Um, last year, we sold um, $187 million in, for, for revenue for the company. Last quarter, we sold $100 million. And so we're, we're growing really, really fast. Uh, milestones are offices. And so, you know, three years ago, we had two offices. Now we have 30. Um, milestones are agents. You know, three years ago, we had less than 100 agents. Now we have approximately 2,000. Milestones are staff. We had less, three years ago, we had less than uh, 50 staff. Now we have uh, over 300. Um, and I, I would say, you know, in terms of the future, over the next three years, we're going to launch in another 10 major markets. Uh, so places like Chicago, which will be next, uh, Dallas, Austin, Seattle, 
right? Major, major markets. And three years from now, we'll be number one or number two in the top 20 major markets in the country. Uh, you know, that, that will be kind of one milestone. We'll, you know, two, I think we'll, we'll have built the brand of this is where the best agents go and the people that uh, you can trust, like you said, people that you know are smart, are experienced, um, and the software we're going to that we we have and that we're building is going to make agents much much more efficient, give them much more time, and help them uh, work better with their clients. Uh, for example, the average agent last year grew their business twenty four point nine percent, right? And they're in their first year in coming, and that's because technology saves you time. The average agent it can only spend 11% of their time with clients because 89% of the time they're doing non-core administrative and arts and crafts tasks. And so what we're doing as a company is we're using software in our support to bring down that non-core work so they can spend more time on, on with the client. Would you say the key to success is on the one hand, what you mentioned, so the, making the technology as uh, optimized as possible to make to free up the time of the agent, that 30% Howard mentioned uh, that they can spend either on closing more deals or having a better life um, or both. Um, what would you say is like in terms of like the key to growth as far as, um, you know, in new markets, is it a question of like how many new agents you're able to bring on board and I guess retain? If agents win, Compass wins. Without agents, Compass doesn't exist. Uh, agents are the only customer. Okay. And, um, and so when we, we have NPS, Net Promoter Score, uh, and we're laser focused on how, how happy our agents are. Because when our agents are happy, uh, then they refer their friends and then their friends come and they're happy and just keep that cycle going and going and going. But uh, we are as obsessed with agent happiness as Amazon is with their customer, right? It, 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 I think, you know, I heard from somebody that Jeff Bezos, when he started Amazon and he said, we're going to be the most customer centric company in the world, that people thought that he was crazy. Like at that time, 20 plus years ago, the concept of customer centric, most customer centric, what are you talking about? That, didn't, that wasn't a theme back then. It's obvious now. I think history is going to look back at Compass and they're going to say, wow, how did we miss that? There were 2 million people. They were all customers. They're working every single day that are generating $75 billion of commissions that are looking for help, but no one looks at them like a customer. And it's so obvious. It's right in front of you. Um, but, you know, that, that's our niche. <laughs> Right. It's absolutely fascinating, not just in real estate, but as a company focusing so intensively on the happiness of your employees and actually being so aligned. I think you've created something truly spectacular and um, just, a, I guess, a game changing story in business overall above and beyond real estate. And I do want to actually so you essentially it's a company full of entrepreneurs. Um, Right. And uh, so with that, I want to actually kind of go into your mind a little deeper. So you talked about your personal story growing up and how that influenced, you know, your kind of the belief you have in the power of community and so forth. But when it comes to leadership, it's very tough, you know, so you have different stakeholders to manage. You have your agents, you have your investors, you have your other corporate executive staff. What uh, what do you believe um 
is the key to great leadership. Like if you have to identify three factors that you say, this is what's critical to be a great leader, to build such, to build on such a unique, innovative concept. Yeah, look, so three things. I say one is clarity. It's very hard. Uh, a lot of people think they're clear, um, but they're not being clear. Uh, and so I think a leader has to define clearly where we are today as a company, define clearly where do you want to go, and then clearly define how are we going to get there. If you're not clear on any of those three points, people in the organization are going to be moving left and right in different directions. Um, as an example, when we launched Compass, we said we're going to be the most customer-centric. Uh, we, said, we said we're going to focus on the customer experience. Uh, at, at that time, it was for the renter. Um, but we realized everyone had a different definition of customer experience. Some thought it was bringing down fees. Some thought it was uh, hiring agents on salary. As a leader, you need to take the team you have and make sure that you're all headed the same direction. So clarity is really important. And uh, it's easy to over uh, overestimate how clear you think you are. And you usually aren't as clear as you think you are. Um, the second is being able to mobilize a world-class team. Uh, you're only one person as a leader. And so you should literally try to make sure everyone around you is better than you are, um, and particularly in certain areas. And so over the last year, we've hired people like Mayel Gabe. Uh, Mayel's our COO, and she was previously CEO of Priceline, a now $100 billion company, or our head of um, people in culture, who was previously uh, head of people in culture for Facebook in New York in Facebook sales, uh, and before that, Amazon in Asia. Uh, and, and so I think hiring great people to help you realize your, your vision, your mission is absolutely critical. Uh, the last thing I'd say is making sure that that people know your culture and live by your culture. They know your values and they live by your values. And so as an example, being glass half full, that is, that's a, and, and solutions oriented. Like people that don't say no with an N, but they say no with a K. They want to understand what, what are you talking about? Um, those are people that make you want to be in a company that you get better ideas with. Um, having no ego, right? Being somebody, you're not, you're not, you're, 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 you're all you care about is the company and the work um, more than, um, you know, your, your ego about your idea, um, being collaborative. Uh, and so there's a couple of different core values that I think you have to have as a company and every company is going to be different. There's neither, not necessarily one is, you know, better or worse, but you have to know what makes you you as a company and make sure that people are clear about that on the way in um, and that you're managing for that um, uh, once they're there. Okay, so having clarity uh, across all levels of the company, hiring the very best people, and then making sure your culture is also reflects everything that you wanted to and implemented at all levels. Um, this is incredibly valuable advice and you actually, you make it sound, you know, easy, but, uh, I know, and as anyone listening to this uh, will know, it's incredibly difficult, especially when you're building something new, because you're innovating. You actually mentioned, so initially it was renters that you were focused on, then you moved to agents, and there's this inevitable iteration in every single new venture, especially you're innovating. So I just want to ask you, when the times were tougher, when uh, you had some critical challenge where clarity seemed far away, you didn't feel necessarily like you had all the best people around you yet, um, and culture was like up in there. Like, 
what do you do when like in those darker days to kind of bring you back to your true north and remind you of like the most important things like how do you reset and get back into it yeah um so unfortunately it never feels like we're fully reset because <laughs> it's almost like whack-a-mole uh, but uh, look I, I think it goes back that goes back to team you have to have people that you really trust that you can really be honest with and be vulnerable with and say hey um, right now, it doesn't look like we have the right clarity as a company. Like um, people think we're going different directions. We're using broad verbiage, which isn't specific enough. Um, and look, I take responsibility for that. But there are two types of politicians. There are the politicians that talk about things in broad generalizations, generalizations things that you can't disagree with. We're going to fix the schools, all right? And who's going to disagree with that? And then you, know, you can be at that level. But then there are politicians who make old statements and say how we're going to fix the schools, that I'm going to make a bet on charter schools. And here's why. I know it's controversial, um, but this is why I believe it. And this is why I'm going to fight for it. And it's going to be a long effort, but it's going to be worthwhile. Um, and so that conversation is not an easy one to have. <laughs> and, and so you need it. And so whether any of those three different buckets that I had, or whether it's around culture, vision, or your team, you need to have those core people in your team that you have trust, you have honesty, they feel secure in their job and their role and your vision of them, your view of them, so that you can, when you go off your true north in any of those three areas, you can work together to get back. Uh, but it's, it's, it's a relationship. Okay. Uh, thank you so much for sharing. Um, you also, just now that you mentioned the different kinds of politicians that make promises, you reminded me of your also White House experience and you were also on Wall Street too. Just very quickly in a nutshell, if you could share with us like the best lesson you learned from your experience at the White House and the best lesson from Wall Street that you're now applying very actively into the entrepreneurial world. I think from, from the White House, it was seeing the benefits of diversity, right? And so um, in the White House, you have people, so whenever the president or the Secretary of the Treasury goes in um, to a meeting with a high-level foreign leader. They go, they send their brief, or their chief of staff sends their brief to all the different departments. And what I would see from those talking points is how much more complicated things are, A, than they may look from a single perspective. But that, again, to solve the problems that exist in real estate, real estate agents can't do it alone. Google engineers can't do it alone. Great designers can't do loan. People in business can't do loan. If they did, if any of that was possible, it would have been fixed by now. They've all tried independently. What we're doing is we're bringing people together, um, and and we're coordinating, prioritizing together. Uh, you put great engineers next to great agents, you create magic. Um, the power of being passionate about what you're doing, and I'd say this really not as much. Uh, in some areas in Goldman Sachs, but the, the area that I was focused on was you know five and a half years in private equity, a year and a half as chief of staff to the president of the company. And so in private equity, I would meet CEOs all the time because you would want to buy the companies as chief of staff to the president of the company. I travel around the world and you meet these CEOs. So I, I basically probably met more CEOs through that than 
most people get the opportunity to meet in life. And what you see between great CEOs is they love what they do. They are passionate about what they do. If you are not passionate about what you do, you should retire or quit right now and go find something else because you can't be your best self unless you're passionate. And I call it the shower test. Uh, if you do not think about your job in the shower, you are not passionate enough to have it be your, you know, your life's work. Uh, and, and so those, I think those are two things that I, I saw. I love that. So the power of diversity, diverse views and passion. Okay. Amazing. Um, it's been a fascinating conversation. I really want to get from all of you actually, um, some actionable items like how can the IV community get involved? How can we, the members of this community support Compass and its very meaningful mission? Um, and what are, as, as you have plans to grow, what are the different ways in which everybody can get involved? Great. Well, maybe I'll start. So our mission is to help everyone find their place in the world. And what that means is your home isn't just a home, right? It's a neighborhood. It's a community where you feel safe, where you feel like you belong. And the search for belonging is a fundamental human need. Everyone has it. You, know, I, you, wear, the, you wear what you wear because of it. You live where you live because of it. Um, and it, it is not an easy thing to find that place you belong. And that is both for our, our agents, customers, buyers, uh, as they're moving. Um, it's also for our agents who are leaving these brokerage firms across the country where there are over 10,000 and coming to Compass to have a home where they belong. And so I think if there's a way the IV community can, can help us, I'd say it would be to, you know, to work with our agents <laughs> and to help us elevate this industry. Like this is a lot of industries are actually elevated by their customers, right? And so if you take real estate agents, the customer, their customers can actually elevate the industry by being more selective on who they choose um, and demanding a certain quality of service. So the more demanding they are, the more they're gonna help, you know, help all agents become better. Thank you so much. Howard, Lara, what do you think? Um, I'd say the Spiegelman Rockland team has 25 years combined experience, and that's really what IV needs, especially as a first-time buyer, because there's so many landmines out there, especially in the New York marketplace, that we could help avoid you stepping on. And that's really why we decided to go and get into this partnership with you is that we're good at what we do. And in, besides that, taking it one step further, Compass gives us the tools to really make us even better than we already were before we got here. So it's it's just, it's a win-win for everyone because we're gonna find you the best place and negotiate the best price and we're gonna protect you. And that's really, in this industry, that's why we don't have to collectively, probably most of the people here solicit because we keep our customers because we do it right the first time. And so that we have repeat customers. And that's really, that's what tells you what a good broker is, is someone who yes. maintains their past. You know, it's easy to one and done because, you know, you know, which the bad reputation of the industry is that just looking for the commission check. Mm -hmm. That's not what we're about. And it's come full circle for me finding my place in the world. I, I just closed on my property literally last Friday. And you know, watching my kids, you know, go down steps, you know, on their behind because we never had steps in Manhattan. It's just it's such a warm feeling to come full circle for myself. So now I really understand what I do for everyone else. And it really gives me a, a, a warm, fuzzy feeling to know that this is what I do for people and I truly love 
And I thank you again um, for enlightening me of what this was going to be because it is. And that's really, it's come full circle. Thank you, Howard. Laura, what do you think? Uh, I think it's, it's actually such a funny timing for this question. I literally sat yesterday for a lunch meeting and I had um, an Ivy member who attended our first event um, and he was an audience member and he came to learn more about Compass and to start a conversation. And he asked me at the end, which it's funny, I've only really been asked this question in a meeting where it's someone in the business to someone else in the business, but he literally looked me in the face and said, how can I help you? I can't wait to you know, work through the buying process with you, but I know it's probably gonna be a longer process for me, maybe six months to a year. In the meantime, how can I help you? What can I do to you know, help your business? And I said, wow, that's first of all, so incredibly thoughtful of you. And I said to him, you know, what we aim to do more than just helping you is we want to um, really embed you with this message that you should feel like you have a place and you have a home and somewhere where you can build and actually thrive. And that's what we're doing for all of our clients. So the way you can help me is by actually empowering your network to know that they shouldn't settle and that they should have the same. So if you can spread that message, because I guarantee you that if you thought about your network, you probably know at least 10 people right now who are starting to think about this major, major decision in their life. Um, and I said, if you can help me spread that, then we can both create impact in the world. Uh, it's really special to me being in Compass. It's definitely come full circle. I finally found that I have a place in the world to do what I know my passion and interests can do and create that impact. Um, you know, I really aligned with Robert's story. I remember sitting when he made the formal announcement at our San Francisco launch, and the entire company was literally watching all at once while he shared with us a really personal story of his childhood and growing up and struggling to find his identity. Uh, I grew up you know, in New York, so I was definitely in a place where uh, diversity is embraced, but I grew up in a home where my parents are from two completely different cultures, and that took me a really long time to figure out and settle. And more than just relating to that story, just having the opportunity to take my career path to somewhere where I feel like I'm actually gonna make a difference and do what I love doing, I know that I have my place, so that's what I want others to tell others that they can find as well. That's great. Thank you, Larry, so much. Uh, actually, when you were talking about how people have this fundamental need for belonging, another fundamental uh, thing that I truly believe everybody also has is this fundamental need to give and share. Uh, we all have our jobs, we work hard, we want to do well for ourselves, but ultimately we want to feel like we belong to something larger, and giving is a huge part of that. So it sounds like also as a whole company, with also the, relate, the conversation you had with the Ivy member, ultimately, people want to help each other as long as they trust that they are looking out for their best selves. So to wrap it up, and on that note of giving, I've also seen that um, you've been philanthropically very engaged as well uh, in, um, in different areas. So can you just share a tiny bit about you know, your approach to how you balance you know, your professional life, but also your commitment to social impact? And any last advice you'd have for Ivy members on that note? Yeah, so I, I went through seven nonprofits as a student, and um, that out of that, um, I grew a, a deep passion for giving back um, because a lot of people gave to me. If it weren't for any one of 20 different people that have helped me in my life, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. Um, the, as a result, I started uh, a nonprofit called American You Do. Uh, it serves over a thousand students a year who are first in their family 
family to go to college and below the poverty line, and it provides career development, college support, two summer internships. Uh, I, I was founding chair of a charter school called Bronx's Academy One, and I ran 50 marathons, one each state to raise a million dollars for nonprofits. And so my approach has always been um, to bring my friends into my philanthropic life and to bring my family in. Uh, and so my wife was a mentor, or when she was like my girlfriend, was a mentor in New York Needs and the, the founding boards of both those organizations were all just my friends. And so I think you know giving feels better than getting, just like you kind of alluded to. And uh, I've tried to bring my family into that. And now that I have kids, I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old, two, two daughters, I can't wait to, to give back with them. I think you know, if there's one quality I would like to instill in them is uh, the quality of being kind uh, and and just caring about people that are different than yourself. Um, so yeah, my, that, that's, that's it. Thank you, Robert. I think uh, so much of what you said uh, shows you know where you're coming from, and it's incredible and very inspiring to see how that's communicated across everything you're doing here at Compass and the types of people you've attracted to also joining on this team. So thank you all for sharing your stories. We're excited to support you and everything. Thank you. That's our show for this week. Thanks again for tuning in to the Ivy Podcast by Ivy, the social university. 